On this Stall Talks, we have a very special guest. It's my big brother, Danny May, and he is on talking all things NBA playoff basketball. Who do we think's got a legit shot, and who do we think's a pretender? Then we move on to some NFL talk and talk about Aaron Rodgers, the man who has been terrorizing the NFC North for 15-plus years. Will he actually finally leave the Cheeseheadland? land? I really hope so. Anyways, it's a jam-packed episode you do not want to miss, so let's get right into it. Welcome everyone to another episode of Stall Talks. I'm of course Jack May, and joining me this week, it is not the great David Dolby. He decided he had more important things. So I decided I need to bring in someone a little more special. Well, he's at least special to me. He may not be special to you. You may hate him, but hey, that's what Twitter's for. It is my big brother, Danny May. Danny, thank you so much for joining me this week. What's up, Jacko? I'm glad uh, I'm glad you finally had me on your podcast and uh, you finally can put your pride away that I know more than you. Oh, boy. Well, let's be let's be real. So the biggest chirper for this podcast so far is actually your son, Trip. correct? Yes, my my nine year old <laughs> uh, son, Trip would love to fight you. <laughs> is he uh, a literal fight or is it just verbal fights? Uh, if you talk bad about Michael Jordan again, he may literally physically fight you. I don't doubt that. I, I am blown away that there's a nine-year-old who holds Michael Jordan in the same aplomb like people our age do. Because, like, nobody who's nine years old is going to say they'll take Michael Jordan over LeBron. So it's crazy. Like, do you, can you explain why he thinks that way? Yeah, so I think it just began with his uh, <clears throat> his interest in basketball. And uh, him, he loves reading. So he, we got him some books and, and just talked up Michael Jordan, uh, which, of course, books are going to – are going to pump up the guys in the past much more than they are in the present. So um, as much as, as good as LeBron is, you know, he, he just loved Michael Jordan. And that continued on when I showed him a space jam and, uh, <laughs> and he's probably watched the last dance, no less than 15 times all the that way through. It's crazy. And it's as someone who's a Detroit fan, it even blows me away even more that he's a Michael Jordan fan, because like, I don't know for me, maybe I'm different, but, or anything, but like, I grew up not liking Michael Jordan because we're Detroit fans. That's right. And so it's just, it's unique that he, he still holds, it's kind of like giving uh, giving props to your rival, which like, I don't, I still can't do that to Michael, even though I was a baby when we won our championships against him. Yeah. He just, he appreciates greatness. I mean, he is also, <laughs> he loves Kobe and, uh, but, but nothing's more special to him than his autographed Ben Wallace jersey. So, That's incredible. Uh, yeah, Hall of we'll Fame. We have that going for him. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hey, we take what we can get in Detroit, all right? So speaking of, obviously, basketball, we got to talk some NBA playoffs. I know that this is kind of your wheelhouse as well, even though I have said that you're a baseball man in the past. I, I do. I'm glad I'm glad we're addressing that. Let's talk about that oh, for a see, second. I'm not even going to get to our I topics. Want, <laughs> I want the public to know, all right? I know more than Jack, but I love that he creates content that I can listen to and then behind uh, the scenes make fun of him for. So let's go ahead and get started and talk about the playoffs. Okay, playoffs. I want us to start with the East. We're going to go to the West, obviously, but I want want you to give me who do you think is a legit threat and who do you think is the pretender? Yeah, so – so can we ignore the the play play in games for the East because they they stink? Okay, can we just agree that the play in games just – aren't a great idea 
Well, when we talk about the West, we'll talk about how great the play-in game will be. Okay, okay. All right, but for the East, they they, they stink, all right? Yeah. We, we hope that Washington can make things fun, but um, <clears throat> uh, we don't care. <laughs> but in the East, the East, look, you got Philly, who's number one, really, really solid, if not the, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA with Simmons and Tybalt. And Bede's playing out of his mind. He looks like he's he's ready to go. And he's healthy. Uh, and then you, <clears throat> and then you got Doc Rivers, who, right, look, we, we know Doc's history in the playoffs uh, lately has been rough. But nonetheless, he's got experience. And then you have Brooklyn, who we know we got the, you know, the, the big three and Kyrie, Harden, and, uh, and Durant. But the, the question is, you know, with Steve Nash, you know, on the bench, coaching this team, and the health of that team. I so think there's a there's a. <clears throat> I think like the the key for this this playoff is definitely health. You look at the big three for yes. you know Brooklyn. They've been struggling with their health. They played what eight total games together this year. Then you see you know Philly. Their best player is you know Embiid, and his his question mark has always been, is he going to be healthy? Like there's no questioning his defense. There's no questioning his offense. He's a great player but he just can never play a full series in the playoffs. And then you look at um, Giannis, you know, he's at the, at the three seed with the Bucks. Like he's still having those nagging knee injuries. I can't believe I got through that without butchering it. Nagging knee injuries. <laughs> and so it's just, it comes down to like the big three in the East is like who can stay the healthiest, the longest. Cause I, I think that if you look at all three of them, if you include depth, they're all pretty equal in talent level. So it's well, just, I've, I've got, I've got a team that you haven't mentioned yet, though. Oh, no. Don't you dare say Heat. I'm going to say the Heat. Dang it! Yeah, and David Dolby may not be here uh, in person, oh but gosh. his love for the Heat rises. I love the Heat, man, and I love them in the playoffs specifically. All right? You got Hero, who's come, who, who's had a rough season but is really playing well right now. You got Robinson, who can shoot lights out. And what are the two things that travel well in NBA playoffs? It's defense and it's shooting. Yeah. And then you've got Jimmy Butler who carries both. And then <clears throat> the one question I had for for teams like Milwaukee and for Brooklyn is who's going to stop and beat? Well, the Heat the the Heat have an answer in a man by the name of Bam. Bam bam. Bam bam. All right. <sighs> so I I like the Heat a lot this year in the playoffs. Well, like it's funny cuz like the Heat are always going to be kind of that darling team because, you know, hey, they've been there. They have the experience. Jimmy Butler is an insane person when it comes to playoff time. But I, I, I also don't want to, you know, leave out the Knicks. The Knicks have done something that nobody expected this year, and they've been carrying it over to this end of the season. I Now, the question always is with Tom uh, Thibodeau's teams is, can they still have gas at the end of the season? which is something yeah. I think is going to be a huge issue in this playoff series, because I think a lot of it is balancing on two people who aren't known for having a lot of gas, Derek Rose. And um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Julie, Julius, Julius Randall. Thank you. Julius Randall. And Hashtag uh, baseball guy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm allowed to blank. I got a lot of names <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and so they're both known you know Julius Randle has a, a checkered injury history that you know he's never played like a full season since I want to say like his second year and so like it's comes down to it's like hey and he's also never played in the playoffs so now it's come down to the question of like will they have enough to go forward but 
I got to respect them. I mean, they got here when everyone thought they were going to be just as bad as the Pistons were. He's okay. Thinking. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, the Knicks right now are, are fourth in, in the league in, in defensive rating. They play the defense. They play that, that ugly ball, Tom you know, Thibodeau-type basketball. You hit the gas part already. You know, the, the question is, where's, where's the shooting going to come from? All right. Reggie Bullock. Okay. So, so you're playing a, you're playing a game, a team like the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. Hawks are playing really, really well right now, right? They've got four, four guys that can potentially light up the scoreboard any, mm-hmm. any night of, of, of the week. So um, I, I, I'm happy for the Knicks. I'm happy for the Knicks fan base, you know, as obnoxious as they are. Uh, we know what it's like to be in the dumps year in and year out, you know, but uh, I think the Knicks are going to struggle getting out of the first round and then they're dead in round two. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the Hawks, but I have a hard time ever believing in a team with that relies solely on offensive firepower, making it far in the playoffs. And, like, I, I granted, you know, they have Clint Capella, and he's a, a pretty decent defensive stopper. But beyond that, like, nobody plays defense on that team. It's all about who can shoot the ball. And, and granted, they shoot the ball a lot. But it's it's not something, like you said, it doesn't translate well when you're traveling for uh, playoff basketball. No, you're right. I mean, the, the question always is, can they make the stop at the end of a game? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the Hawks are 18th in, in defensive defensive rating, which is actually much better than I thought. And look, defensive rating doesn't tell the full story, yeah. but it tells enough for a, a, a quick podcast like this. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, you got Capella. Uh, Bogdanovich can play some some defense. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got some young guys as well that can really, you know, stretch the floor. So I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. That's what you get out of four or five. But, yeah. um, you know, I think the Knicks are have gotten their little taste and and let's see what they do going into the offseason because they're going to have some some cap space to play around with. So it seems like your biggest probably pretender is going to be the, the Knicks in this playoffs. And I say pretender. I mean, they're a four seed, but. Yeah, the, the I, it's tough to call them a pretender. I mean, they are yeah. what they are, right? Yeah. The, the, they're there are four seed in a weak East conference, but um, no, if, if I was going to say anything as a pretender it is, uh, and this is just historical is I, I would love to see the Bucks stop being a pretender. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I, I want to see them, you know, toughen up a little bit. Last year we saw the heat just punch them in the mouth and the Bucks never responded. You know, did we, they learn from that? Did, did Drew holiday make them tougher? To be fair, Giannis did sprain his ankle in the second game. You, man, it's the playoffs. Let's go, you know? So you're Drop saying play- dirt on it. <laughs> For a guy whose whole game's built on explosion, I, I'm okay with him not playing. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the West. Well, who is your who's your legit contenders? Give me two legit contenders you think could win it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh Funny enough, I'm not taking the one or two seed in Utah or Phoenix. Ooh. Yep. Uh, I obviously I'm gonna go with uh, reigning champion Lakers, right? Nice. We know that they're they're in the playoff, you know, and I'm so excited about this Golden State Lakers playing game. But the Lakers have just been bit by the injury bug, and it looks like they're on the up and up, and and everything's gonna be good to go. This is it's just probably one of the most talented teams. Uh, top to bottom. 
Oh, there's a chance Men, Golden State might bring in Zaza Pachulia just coming to break in LeBron. <laughs> I don't know if Zaza's allowed back in the country. That's probably a good point. <laughs> I think. Uh, and then, and then I, I, another team that I think that could contend and kind of sneak up is Portland. Mm. All right. Well, Portland's been bit by the injury bug. McCollum was out a good chunk of the year. Mm. All right. Dame's been playing out of his mind. And look, I, I, can I make the case for Utah and Phoenix? Sure, but that's boring, right? Love, I love what Chris Paul was able to help bring to Phoenix and, and some mental toughness and, and a winning uh, attitude. Um, but we, once again, you want to talk about, hey, I need you to stop being a pretender. Chris Paul. Yes. Show me you're a winner in the playoffs, man. I, for me, it's the moment he had a, a pull the hamstring in game seven and he didn't play. That's when I knew Chris Paul isn't it. Like he's yeah, but a great for a guy player. that relies on explosiveness. It's okay for him not to play. He is not explosive. He's a, he's a point god. His job is to make sure he finds the open man. <laughs> yeah, you know I I do I do like uh, Phoenix, but uh, history shows us that um, teams built like that with with initial success, just kind of similar to the Knicks. Um, this is the year for them to learn playoffs. Well, this and- is for them to know what it what it feels like. And also, you have the Phoenix having a potential opening round against the Lakers, right. which would be a terrible start. And it's it's funny because you look at all the pundits, not you know myself and you included, but like everyone's overlooking the Jazz. But I think at the end of the day, everyone knows what the Jazz are. And sure, you know, night in and night out during the season, they're built to win because they have great depth. But when it comes to playoff time, and they have to rely on two or three guys to put up buckets. I mean, besides, you know, Mitchell and maybe Joe Inglis, like that's who I'm thinking of and maybe Bogdanovich, but like those aren't really guys you rely on night in and night out to put up 20 points for you in the playoffs. Oh, not only that, is Mitchell hundred percent. Yeah, that too. You know, is, is, is Mitchell ready to, to go? And, you know, we saw the crazy run he went on last year, uh, you know, against Jamal Murray, who also went nuts. And unfortunately, if Jamal Murray was on the Nuggets, I would, yeah. I'd be all on the Nugget train. But um, you know, Jokic is only going to be able to take that team so far. I, I, I like Michael Porter. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon, whatever. You know, it's not a slam dunk contest. It's playoffs. Oh boy! Yeah, come at me, Aaron Gordon. Oh boy, it's not that. It's Magic fans are still livid that he left. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, my my mine was gonna, my. Good Lord, you're going to get shot or something probably from this. Oh, you don't mess with Orlando fans. But anyways, I, yeah, I was going to go with the Lakers. It's, uh, I also thought the Clippers have a chance. I, I do like Ty Lue as a coach in these positions much more. So I think that Doc kind of inhibited a lot of players in the playoffs, which is a weird statement to make. But if you look at some of the play, uh, play calling from last season's playoffs, it was very strange. It, it kind of inhibited uh, Kai, uh, uh, Kawhi in moments and – Paul George, again, you know, it's funny that he calls himself playoff P when he hasn't really turned in anything that was worthy of I mean, that's the worst thing the Clippers have. Yeah, yeah. Is is Paul George. (laughs) I don't know how to take you seriously right now. I mean, Paul George is a great basketball player. But he could also be an absolute atrocious train wreck of a basketball player who thinks he's playing good basketball. He'll still put up 30 shots and he makes five of them. That's right. And that's that's the thing that scares me. But I also think 
I think there's a lot of experience on that team. It's hard for me to uh, count out a team with Rondo in the playoffs because for some reason he becomes a different beast every time he's in the playoffs. No, I, I agree with you. Like Toronto and, and uh, Ky, um, Kawhi on that team, they were great, but they had to have the Kyle Lowry of a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, a, it was an interesting trade to bring in Rondo because Rondo can be that guy. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, you know, maybe Rondo keeps uh, George in check. Uh, I don't think so because Paul George is going to Paul George, and uh, <laughs> you know, and that that's worth that's worth two losses itself at a point. Oh my game. goodness! All right, so I, I think we're in a consensus that we do definitely think that. It, I for me, I think it's the Lakers to lose. I don't see there being a, a team that's super strong and healthy right now in the the West that could really contend with them because I think LeBron's going to be LeBron in his playoffs. Anthony Davis, I think, is finally getting his footing. We, we saw in the first couple of games he came back, he was struggling a little bit, but he definitely has turned it around. He's definitely become Anthony Davis once more, and you're starting to see the role players pick up the roles. KCP is starting to hit his threes again. You're starting to see even Wesley Matthews start becoming clutch off the bench. Uh, Alex Caruso is actually starting to look like trash. I'm going to be completely real with you. Hey, don't you dare talk poorly about Alex Caruso. He's a defensive stopper in my mind, which is great to have on that team. But, like, he's his offense is definitely plateaued. I don't think he's going to do – he could put up n- numbers better than what he has. Listen, for a man that is also balding at a younger age than he should, Alex Caruso is an example to us all to live your dream no matter what your hairline oh, like, looks like. I love that he, like, wears the, the headband like it's hiding something too. Like, oh, oh my hairline's oh, back here still. Yeah, he's got the LeBron move, and it doesn't yep. work that way for a white guy. No, and he also doesn't have the millions of dollars LeBron can spend on it getting fixed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I want to finish with NBA. Uh, who is your MVP for the season? Oh, it's Jokic. Yeah, Jokic! Okay, I just want yeah, to make Jok- sure we're on the it, right page. Yeah, when Jamal Murray went down, uh, that team could have easily fell apart, yep. and uh, Jokic, Jokic was awesome. It blows me away. Like Steph Curry, yes, he's had a great year. Russell Westbrook, he's he's had a good stat packing year. But it blows me away. People are even putting them in the conversation for the MVP after what Jokic did to that team because there's never Michael Porter's good, but he's not a true number two. He's that a really really good number three. And so putting him in the category to be that's his best help on that team, especially with Monty Morris getting hurt as well. And so like there really it really was all on Jokic to carry that team. Well, let me let me tell you, and and that's why I have the Nuggets winning it all next year if they're healthy. Mm. They're gonna take this moment, and the Nuggets are gonna be better when Porter slips into that number two role and Murray slips into the number three role. Really? Why do you think that? Uh, because if you look at the the history, mm. uh, that uh, swingman determines outcomes, and well, someone like Porter and his ability and athleticism can can change games better than than Murray can. And Murray's great, don't get yeah. me wrong. But to have a swing man that can can change the outcome of the game will will impact the playoffs more than a Murray will. I think like and I I like Aaron Gordon Gordon, but I think losing Gary Harris messed with a little bit with the fabric of the team because Jamal Jamal Murray is not a pass first point guard. He's not a distributor at first. He's still a, an attacking attack the rim first and then dish it out. But like I think they need to find someone like a, a Bruce Brown to play the two for them. Like that's a defensive stopper, but it's also a willing passer for that team for it to work. I, I like Jamal Murray, but I think that if he doesn't realize work on his distributing, it's it's going to be inhibiting that team more than it is helping. 
Well, I think the best thing that that kind of compensates for that is you got the best pe- passing. That too. Man. That too. Right. So, so if I if I'm on that bench coaching that, I would let Murray cook, and and then also you know make sure that Joker's there distributing, like like a true point guard, and it would, works kind of well. Point center, point center. That's what I want. <laughs> All right, moving on to rookie of the year. I mean, look, it's got to be uh, Ball. You really, even after Anthony, I mean, he's played on a terrible team, but he's averaging 19 points, three rebounds, four assists. Like he's having a decent I, year. Look, look at the advanced metrics, though. If you look at, oh no, he's a thousand percent better. He shoots the ball. He doesn't turn it over as much. Oh, I, I hundred percent agree. I just was interested that you didn't even think about saying it. I think that Anthony Edwards uh, is the same people that are going to uh, fight for Russell Westbrook. Because yeah. I see three stat lines, and they'd be like, oh, this guy must be the greatest ever. And look, they're good. Russell Westbrook had a heck of a season, and the Wizards went on a nice run. Uh, but no, uh, Ball is is just a much more efficient player. And look, the writers see that stuff now. Mm-hmm. They're pretentious. They want to be smarter <laughs> than everyone else. So they're going to look at that stuff and vote for Ball. Yeah, and I, it's interesting you say that about Russell Westbrook is, you know, the years that, like, he's had these outrageous stat lines, you look at like what they've done in the playoffs. The year he won his MVP, they squeaked in as the eight seed. Then you look at this year, and he's uh, everyone's obviously applauding because he had so many triple doubles over his career and everything. But it's like they squeaked into the playoffs again, and they have probably the best shooting guard in the league on that team, and that's the best they could do. And so, like, I think sometimes you have to look at the the air that's you know building up those stats. And I think a lot of people, like you said, I think the the writers are definitely seeing that this go around, and it's not all about being the best shooter it's not it's about being the best player for your team yeah so uh want to finish this is basically purely for me and you because we're detroit fans a most improved player uh a most improved player don't you dare oh, say jeremy you. grant yeah uh, detroit, well, i was detroit. trying i was trying to build the case in my head for uh, an award for sadiq bay because i love sadiq bay and I just – and Jeremy Grant just kept staring me in the face like, hey, remember me? <laughs> I haven't played in 15 games, but I was pretty good. I helped you guys not lose by 30. I helped you lose by 15. Hey, that man – that man gave us hope. Him and Sadiq Bay, our Pistons have a bright future. Trade Jeremy Grant. For what? Picks. So what if, what if we trade Jeremy Grant for the number one overall pick and we're in the number two pick? So we get the one and two. That's what we need to do. Man, you've been playing 2K, haven't you? I've been playing 2K. That's all I keep doing. I'm, as soon as we the season ends, I just ramp it up. And I looked at it. I was like, yeah, two, two, two. All right, let's trade Jeremy Grant. Oh, I love the, the team that trades me two first for Blake Griffin. Oh, gosh. Suckers. Yeah, we don't mention that name on this podcast. That's the name we don't speak of. But Blake Griffith? Stop saying the name! He is a cancer! Hashtag baseball guy. Hashtag baseball guy. Did you see uh, the pass he had the other night? I don't. Yeah, I, yes, I did. I can't lie. But, yes, it's, yeah, it was pretty nasty. Where was it for us? Where is our redemption story, Blake Griffin? You didn't even dunk for us. All right, let's move on to something. I mean, that- to be fair, he didn't pick us. We need a Blake Griffin podcast. Oh, <laughs> that'd be called Blake Griffin slander. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to a sport that doesn't make me as angry. 
NFL. Your TV sucks, Blake. <laughs> That's just all it is. The whole, the whole podcast, I'm making fun of a stupid True TV show. You could have been focusing on basketball and you put this out. I don't see any, any gimp in your leg there, Blake. NFL. Juwan James, offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, was recently released after injuring himself during a workout where he wasn't at a team facility. And now he is not going to, going to get his $10 million plus salary. Your thoughts, he's thinking. Are we sure he was working out? Uh, you think this is going to be like a Joe Zayuma story coming out? That he's I, I don't know. I, hero? Look. You like that look, throwback? Man, I, yeah. Uh, look, I – it's a gray area that's really tough, yeah. right? Uh, due to due to our our current circumstances, a lot of these guys are working out, stay in shape to get better, to to be the best teammate that they can be. And unfortunately, injuries happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, those same guys uh, could also be skydiving or jumping off of uh, you know uh, waterfalls and injuring themselves as well. And that was working out. So. Uh, it, it, it's tough, man. Like I, I think, uh, I think the Broncos did him a little dirty, but I also think that it's going to educate the players and be like, that's fine. Like, you know, I'm not going to your workouts, but I'm going to show up 15 pounds out of shape. I don't know. Like, what do you want? So yeah. look, this is just more ammunition for the new CBA when, when the, the players and the owners are really going to look at each other and have to make a decision because they both know they don't want to strike, but but something has to be resolved here. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. For me, it's the older I get, uh, the more I'm in a professional workforce, the more I realize like I'm not really a person anymore. I'm just part of oh, the work machine basically. And so when you see a guy whose job is to protect a quarterback and he enters himself and he's no longer of value for that position, it's not they're saying like, hey, as a person you have no value, but hey, like you can't do your job anymore. I have to have pay someone else to do your job now and so I get it but at the same time it sucks because it's like hey you're taking a livelihood away from this guy and he has he has nothing anymore because no one's gonna hire him for a year because he can't play well yeah I mean I agree with that and they're exploiting a loophole in order to save the cap room for yeah which is a huge cap 10 grand I mean 10 million (laughs) 10 grand yeah 10 grand's a big cap number (laughs) yeah hashtag baseball guy uh, but I, you know, I also think, uh, I think the Broncos need to clear up some cap room. And I think we're about to talk about that. Oh boy. So the other guy whose name we don't try to speak on here, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has become uh, what I forgot. I was recording. I was about to use the oh. term for Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy. At Bozo. <laughs> there we go. We'll go with Bozo. So apparently he's gotten more disgruntled and has flat out told the front office, he will not play another down for the Green Bay Packers. So if they do not trade him, he will be retiring. So your well, thoughts. Let me, let me, well, the first thing I want to get out on the record for this public forum is I will no longer play a down for the Green Bay Packers either. Okay. Me too. So that, that's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. So, so that's what we all have in common with Aaron Rodgers is uh, uh, we hate the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Um, uh so the more of drama that can be created in that stupid cheesehead facility, the better. That being said, I, I don't know what the Packers are doing, right? I think they're panicking now. 
they're talking about offering a, a long-term contract. Oh, okay, if you do that, what, what does that mean for Jordan Love? Does that mean you just wasted draft capital that would have settled all this to begin with? You know, so uh, I, a, I they probably like saw Jordan Love play because everyone knows he was their third quarterback last year. Maybe they're just like he really sucks. Like we can't let Aaron Rodgers sleep because he sucks. I mean, let's hope he sucks, right? Yeah. We, yeah. You know, give us a break, Packers. Jeez, uh, you know, these stupid cheeseheads. But uh, <laughs> Lord, that's uh, a lot of slander, Danny. Well, yeah, come at me, you, you cheeseheads. Uh, they're they're going to be too fat of cheese to come at you. Uh, but, but but regardless, like, I, I don't know what they do because, in, you know, they could hold on to him and just let him be more miserable, or they can go try to get some draft capital out of him. And the only logical place that makes sense to me is Denver. Oh, man, if Denver gets Aaron Rodgers. That team is is ready to be competitive immediately. Yeah, you know, his it came down to a list between, you know, obviously the 49ers, the Raiders, and Broncos. And obviously the 49ers aren't going to be pursuing anymore with the Trey Lance pick. But uh, the Raiders, like, the more I looked at it, I was like, first off, they're going to have to give up draft picks that they can't afford to give up because that team is still very thin in certain key positions. And on top of that, like, they just aren't as set – skill like skill wise like that's not even with Aaron Rodgers that team is not gonna win their division over San Diego or Kansas City and so it's like it really is down to Denver and Denver knows it and they're probably like yeah we'll give you a third round pick for him right now that's it no no (laughs) no Denver would probably would, would open up and be like what do you want right because it's an opportunity that that doesn't present itself often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did with Peyton Manning. And look, you talk about the Raiders. Like, look, the Raiders can't give up draft capital, right? There's more Clemson and Alabama players that graduate every single year for them to draft. Oh, my gosh. And that they still suck. You suck. It's John Gruden effect. It does nothing for them. You still suck. Can you imagine, you imagine Aaron Rodgers going to John Gruden and, like, six games in, Gruden's, like, ready to start – you know, I don't know, like uh, Matt Castle or, you know, oh, gosh. or some undrafted guy out of Tulsa. Oh, my gosh. And that's that's the other thing is like, whereas Denver will let Aaron Rodgers run that offense. Whereas if he went to oh, the Oakland, there's no way in hell that John Gruden's going to let him be the distributor of that offense. He still has to have <laughs> his hands in it. No, Vic Vangio will be like, dude, just score points. I'll make sure they don't score as much. They're, exactly. And that's that's what it comes down to. And I, I think, you know, I, I he's a great guy, George Patton, their GM. I think he's a genius for what he's doing. Is Sure, he's kind of sweating it out for this. But I do still think that he is – if he's going to trade draft capital, he's going to be betting against himself because no one else – no one else is going to be able to get him because Aaron Rodgers will be like, yeah, I'm not going to play if I don't go here. He's already proved it. I think he's going to do it again. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is a bozo. Yeah, he is a bozo. But he's a bozo who's got something we don't have, which is a ring. Let the record show. I will not play another down for the Green Bay Packers. Well, that is all for me. Danny, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Is there anything you want to finish with? Do you have any closing thoughts? No, it was good to – to finally be on here, I hope I showed your audience that uh, I'm just much more entertaining, uh, better sounding, better better looking, 
but uh, really happy that you, you're doing this with David. It's really entertaining and, and get people to subscribe and, and hopefully this blows up so we can both retire off of it. I like it. And uh, I, I got to finish with saying it's, it's been great talking to you inside of your Jazika Zan uh, little cave. Cause good Lord, that is a very depressing background behind you. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check out us every week we put out a new podcast definitely check us out on twitter we're stirring up storms all the time if you want to find danny i'll make sure i put a link in there so you guys can send all the crap you want to him because i know we have some cheesehead fans who are going to be mad for being called cheeseheads but until yeah, can next we, week oh, no, can we re- think about who, who i've ticked off in one podcast uh, uh magic fans uh aaron Rodgers, green bay fans Raiders fans, Jack fans. Nah, there's not Jack fans. They, they like to just crucify me. You're married. She's not a fan. She, she listens to make fun of me. So that's it, guys. Until next week, peace. <laughs>